New Geographies is an art commissioning project coordinated and produced by nine organisations from the East Contemporary Visual Art Network. In 2017, members of the public were invited to nominate overlooked and forgotten places across the six counties of the East of England. Then followed an open call for artists to propose a new public artwork inspired by any of the nominated locations. A diverse and exciting group of 10 artists were selected and commissioned. Over the past three years, we've been working together to realise their ambitious projects, engaging with local artists, residents, schools and communities across the region and further afield. So um, my name is um, Heather Peak or Heather Morrison, and um, I work with Ivan Morrison. We run Studio Morrison together, and um, I'm just sitting in our work, which is called Mother, which is in um, Wiccan Fen. So um, I'll tell you how um, how this work came about. So a lot, quite a long time ago, um, I met Matt actually, who's part of the new geographies and the program very very early on and he told me that this was happening and also what was really interesting to me or or immediately I respond to is the fact that this was happening um in this area of the world and I'm not we've not made any work um in this wonderful um flat world part of the world and it's a part of the world that I know quite well my father's um, family were all all lived in the fens. They grew cabbages and um, carrots and did various bits of agriculture. And I have a lot of memories of as a child. Of I grew up in Northamptonshire, and then we'd sort of head east, and at some point past uh, Stamford or somewhere like that. Um, it starts to get really flat and we'd end up going to visit all these elderly relatives and lots of them lived in bungalows on sort of agricultural land surrounded by like a Leylandi hedge to stop the wind and um, this kind of like uh, and some of them even I can remember going to add one relative in particular who lived somewhere near Spalding and um, he was a sort of like agricultural labourer and, and they lived in a house that was really an old mud house, which um, didn't have any electricity still at the time. This would have been the late 70s, early 80s. I can remember going to their house and it, having a mud floor and, um, and just being like this completely different landscape where it was completely flat and there was just water and uh, flowers. Um, one, one aunt in particular used to grow flowers and she used to sell her flowers in a flower shop in Stamford. And then I also had a great aunt who ended up um, having a, um, a bed and breakfast in Skegness. So there was this sort of like, we'd do this roaming around with my father going to see these aunts where, and uncles and great-grandfather and so on. And they were very rarely interested in you. So you just end up, my sisters and I would end up being um, just chucked outside the bungalow and left to play in this sort of flat landscape. So, um, so I, I knew I wanted to, um, I knew I could work from that, like, you know when as an artist you have a sort of like feeling about something or a place or some anyway I knew there was something to mine there and and um, and then this and then later I um, when we were living in Wales and um, I had my daughter 
um, I was I was alone quite a lot because we were quite a way away from things and Ivan was away I think we had a load of shows that were a touring show they had to keep going leaving me and I was alone with my daughter and I and um, I felt really low at that point and I sort of used to wander around Wales with this beautiful daughter in a little rucksack and and I read uh, Richard Maybe's book which is called Nature Cure which is all about him walking the Fenlands and these flatlands and recovering from a very severe and deep depression that caused him not to work for several years and and um, he had lost his home and it, and the Fens are such a place that people like when you mention it to people that you know like often people say they find them depressing or that I've had that and or people don't find them it's just their least favorite bit of the world and um, I didn't feel that way at all about it I felt like it was just that it took a little more looking and stillness and and I thought and that's certainly something that got kind of like Richard's book was all about that as well about really looking and about being able to really look you really need to hold a very particular space to be able in your mind or or physically just to be able to be still and to be so then that kind of like is why we ended up being drawn to um, thinking about working with new geographies and then when we got the commission um, I did lots of research into the sort of agricultural history and vernacular architecture and what people used to do here and it's so interesting being here in Wiccan because you're in a post in agricultural landscape and I don't want to create a work that's about I don't, I don't like making works that are just simply like a historical pastiche or telling us something or they're kind of like it has to sit in a point that's interesting and in a point of tension in a sense and so you've got that tension here which is about like this landscape which is very flat and this the fact that this was agricultural now it's being rewilded and and there's a whole there's a sort of intersection there where you can kind of sit you can make something out of the work and using this sort of like being really in sort of like drawn to these um the, these hayricks that used to be here but also just thinking about the kinds of activities that used to take place in the fens like you know the agricultural like the community used to get together and they would have concerts in the fens and singing and uh, eat together and they'd harvest everything from this area and then eat it one of the things that happened it was on my birthday actually when I was here October the 7th we spent the weekend here doing you know I'd been researching all week and Ivan came with the kids and then at one point we took a boat um, and um, it was really, really cold and we had to go through a lock. And then the next day we went cycling. We went through Wiccan Fen cycling. Um, we were following this cycle route and we went past basically like um, a caravan site which has migrant workers living in it. And they're all here to pick. And it looked like a high security prison, you know, and we sort of sat sort of sat on our bikes and looked at this and I'm thinking and all the time I'm doing all this research about this great you know about the agricultural community and about like having fields of strawberries here and people having concerts a hundred years ago in the middle of fields and you know in the community and there I am surrounded you know looking at people from goodness knows where living in a you know in caravans on a sort of industrial site and then I've got all this other stuff going on and like my own family personal history of the place and then and also just constantly, constantly trying to find some calm and some peace and some quiet, like just trying to find some peace with yourself. 
So there's all those things kind of together. That's a really a lot of stuff and that's way enough stuff to make a piece of work about. So I think that's what we did. I'm Ivan Morrison and I'm going to talk about mother. What we were looking to create was something that felt timeless, um, something that felt it belonged in the landscape, but also something that felt like it came from, it had its origins in a, in a different sort of place. Um, some 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 almost some ruin from the future possibly um but also combined with <laughs> also combined with something historic from the site and uh you know obviously i guess we've taken inspiration from the hayricks here but we also wanted to create a space that felt um somehow sacred in a way something that um space that you could see something maybe happens here. You know, there's these 27 seats inside. Each each one um, feels like you'd have some sort of jewelry here, or or some something ceremonial, I guess. 
and we wanted to create a space that felt like that and that as a visitor you'd step into it and and sort of wonder what does happen here you know um, when people gather um but also i guess for me there's this idea that sort of the, those 27 seats are for like 27 passengers in a way and that this is a vessel um a vessel that can transport you, can transport you, I guess, mentally and in a, in a more fan, fantastical way, physically. So some sort of medieval spaceship. I like that. I like the idea that hayricks look like spaceships. Um, I think it's kind of amusing. Um, so the, the design of the piece combined all those things, uh, as well as something that I, I always like, I always look for, just, just something that's made of super simple geometry so it's just like two cones really it's a cylinder and a cone that's stacked on top of each other that's it like it's as simple as you can design something really i mean it's simpler than your normal kind of a archetypal house there's less sides it's just two things put together and uh and the same with the design of the, the structural design of it like I, I like to try and design things where there's nothing Nothing structural, everything structural. Everything, everything is equal in this structure. There's nothing that's doing more work than anything else. So every single wall, timber, is as important as the next one. And it's only all of them together that hold it up. There's no big thing and then a smaller thing that, that holds that together. Um, and it also makes it really simpler to make, uh, as long as you can find the arrangement that, that allows that to happen. And the same with the, the door frames, I guess, you know, the door frames are the windows. I mean, we had, at one point we had windows and doors and, you know, and this idea that a door can be a window and, you know, can be, um, and there's, it just take it right up to the, the eaves. Um, so, the, so the height of the walls um, up to the eaves is determined by the longest piece of timber that we can mill, so we can do six 0.5 meters on a mill so that's how big it is you know um, because we don't want to scarf we don't want to join the timbers up um, and 6.5 meters is as long as a timber that's as long as a timber that that's as long as a log can be to lift onto a logging truck so we fail the timber in our forest and there's three types of timber there's a hemlock a grand fir and douglas fir and there's probably half a dozen big trees in this maybe a bit more um, then we take them from our forest over to our studio our, our yard that's where it gets milled and for this piece I guess we're wanting to reconnect with how we used to work and we still work like that a bit but uh, when we really first started making structures right, we had this sort of nice naive kind of enthusiastic process where we just we really wouldn't do any work before we got to site and then we just work out how we we're going to build it and we'd only ever give ourselves like a month to build it and we just have the team would all you know arrive different places normally on you know arrive there we'd all live together for a month and what came out at the end of the month was the thing you know and and uh, and it was always began with materials you know so materials from our forest or materials from the site and, and it, we wanted to approach this piece exactly the same. If, I guess at one point it felt like we were, a bit, we were slightly constrained like with the site and with 
budget in a way. And then we just saw, decided just to see that as a super positive thing. We're going to do it quick. And we're going to just make it fun. And we're going to do it, to be honest, we're going to do it for our own mental health. You know, we wanted to reconnect with our work and with all the things that we enjoyed about making work, you know. Um, keep it, yeah, keep, keep it simple and light and, and kind of hands-on, like super hands-on. So we're just going to do it all. And that's really how we used to work because it's the, it's the funnest way to work and it's the cheapest way to work as well. Just fell your own trees and just build it yourself, you know. Um, and it has been like the most, it was the most like, rewarding sort of building creation experience that we've had in such a long time um, because of all those things. Um, so after milling the timber uh, at the workshops, we do some pre, pre-cutting because obviously out here you, you don't want to be doing sort of a cutting and um, sort of uh, all that sort of detailed stuff. But everything came to site just as a set of stack of flat timbers. And then, um, and then we assembled it here in a, in a few weeks. Um, and it went really good. It's just quite complicated, some bits up at the top where there's the rings. There, it's very hard because we're working with green timber and there's loads of variation where, you know, where things might lie. And, and unfortunately those rings mean everything. There's always a point in them when you're building something like this where you think you're doing great and then you realize nothing lines up and then you've got like a week of trying to make everything line up. Um, so we spent a week lining everything up again. And, uh, and then the baling and then the thatching. So with the thatching, it's been great because we were able to work with uh, Jeff, who's um, a local thatcher and he's, his first piece of thatching he ever did as, as an apprentice was here on, on this site, thatching a hayrick. Um, so it's really nice sort of full circle for him and and, and, and for us as well, to, to learn from him and you know what, what he does. Yeah, and I think for me, it sort of reinforced the idea that you know, so much of the, the the work, so much of the art, you know, is in the in the process. You know, like how, and I, we try to bring people into that, or we just try to. Um, allow ourselves to be involved in that, to try and take the slow way or the harder way or try to sort of get maximum value out of that. I guess I make art as sort of a, a driver, as, as a mechanism to live, a, do the things I want to do and live in the way I want to live. Um, and, and, you know, this, you know, this, this piece really has uh, enabled me to reconnect with that. Um, in a really great way. So we have a program of events that uh, comes with Mother and um, each one rather nicely takes like a mother-related uh, subject matter. So the first one was mothership. And um, for that, we wanted to make it the launch of the piece. But often with our pieces, 
we um, we like to begin them with uh, by creating a, some sort of mythology around them in a way, sort of positioning them um, not in like I'm positioning them in a slightly alternate realm maybe or some sort of creation myth or to create um, characters that exist within it or guardians of it um, something like that um, sort of give it this sort of I guess it's creating a narrative for, for the piece and um, for the for mothership for the this this launching um, event um, we decided to create a performance as well that ran throughout the uh, the um, opening and um, for the performance um, there's two characters I guess in in that performance well there's three characters really there's mother there uh, as an object but also as a as an entity there's um, banjo player musician who sort of acts like a narrator and uh, like a conductor in a way they set the the rhythm of it and uh, the dancer the Thatcher character who um, who connects mother with the landscape and um, is the sort of resident guardian figure within it so uh, Thatcher resides within Mother and also resides outside of Mother sometimes. Uh, the musician beckons Thatcher in and, um, and expels Thatcher at points or the banjo player, the musician, activates Thatcher and also shuts Thatcher down by um, the player's absence and um but Thatcher is clearly Thatcher is clearly like a role like a task that they're having to play so at some point in this performance Thatcher who um dances within the space but in quite a limited set of movements uh is able to extract themselves from the heavy um, straw outfit they have to wear and they come out um, in their human form and are allowed to sort of express themselves uh, for what they are I guess for just a really brief uh, few minutes and, um, and what you see is just a contemporary person come out in you know urban leisure wear and um, you know there's a sort of real freedom in their movements and um, and then the the um, banjo player musician essentially calls them back into into the costume into the sort of suit of straw and then they have to continue their their task I guess of guarding or of guardianship or stewardship of the of mother itself. So it's a really clear metaphor, <laughs> um, but also uh, I think it's a nice metaphor for, or a nice uh, illustration, I guess, of what mother is in some ways for us representing, you know, and rather the lives. I mean, we, it's very much about 
you know, nature and modern life and how nature can help us sort of move through modern life uh, and sort of cure us. Um, but equally, that's not really that true as well in some, in lots of regards. There's a, there's a dissonance there between nature and modern life that we, you know, we sort of um, paper over with, uh, you know, like ways, you know, stories or sort of um, ideas about how we do kind of come to nature. But lots of ways that we come to nature are sort of fabrications, just like in the place we are now. It's a fabricated uh, experience of nature. So I think the performance also was just trying to speak a little bit about the dissonance between those two things, you know, um, the struggle between that, but also the, the benefits of that as well. Um, and also just to create a sort of tangible like, feeling, you know, when you come in the structure, there's a sort of almost an illustration of an, an, an emotional kind of uh, experience that people might have in the space. You can see all 270 nominated locations alongside details of each of the 10 artists' projects at www.newgeographies.uk. New Geographies has been produced by Art Exchange, East Gallery NUA, First Sight, Focal Point Gallery, Kettles Yard, Norwich Castle Museum and Art Gallery, Original Projects, UH Arts and Wising Arts Centre. New Geographies is supported by Arts Council England. <laughs>